welcome back to geeking out over star wars my name is zach it has been a really long really long freaking time uh and mostly my fault but regardless it's been too long since we've had a proper chat about anything star wars and as always i'm joined by my co-pilot shamari hello finally hello we are back um yeah it's been it has been a while but we are back and ready to talk more star wars and get back into the groove of what we were doing this is i'm holding us to it and i say this every every single time we go on a hiatus which is almost always my fault because i've been really really behind on actually most things star wars took me forever to finish andor a bunch of things we'll get into that whatever uh so the the onus is on me not on chamari but uh, I'm going to hold us to it because I do want us to get back into it. I'm all caught up on pretty much everything except Bad Batch. But yeah, what better time to come back uh, than for the start of The Mandalorian, right? For oh, for a yeah. brand new season. I, I see no better reason. I mean, there's a ton of Star Wars content, so maybe somebody could say there's a better reason. And maybe there is somebody out there who doesn't like The Mandalorian. Fine. But I see no better reason than to get back into the swing of things. Uh, before we get there, though, because that is what this episode is, you clicked on this, you know that this is our review of the first two episodes of The Mandalorian, and my hope is that we will also do the last two episodes at the end of the season, and a whole, you know, for a full review or whatever, uh, so not, obviously not last two episodes, the whole season, whatever, alright, scratch that. Point being, this is a, f- a review for the first two episodes, but before that, my friend, what are you consuming Star Wars wise? Talk to me. Oh, Star Wars wise. Um, uh, I mean, everything I can, everything, everything I can get my hands on at this point. Um, right now, going through, as you know, I mean, the High Republic comic, um, the High Republic Adventure comic, the Blade. Um, this is another High Republic comic. Um, the I just started. Um, Battle Scars, he's a Star Wars Jedi Survivor prequel um, audiobook. I started that, so I'm going getting through that. Um, and um, I know you said you were having some trouble with the oh, the yeah. narration. It's starting. I, to, it's starting to get easier. I can let you know it's starting to get easier. As I just I I felt like the narrator. So most most narrators, when I listen to audiobooks, and I, I do listen to quite a few audiobooks, not just Star Wars, and most of the time there's just more inflection. I felt like I was really listening to a character talk and think versus just someone reading the words. And Jedi uh, Battle Scars was possibly, like, the worst I've heard in a really long time. I just I couldn't do it. I tried, and I'm 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 listening to it a ton right now. I couldn't do it, so I ordered the book, and it'll be, it'll be in tomorrow, so I can read it physically. I and I really was. I'm really excited to read it, and I'm really excited for Jedi Survivor. Um, you you and I have talked about that. I think that's going to be amazing. Um, oh my goodness! Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be a whole other discussion. I don't know how fast I'm going to get through the game, but it's going to be uh. We'll definitely be discussing that. Oh, it's not going to take me long. I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to dedicate some serious like sessions <laughs> on a couple weekends to actually getting through it. 
I mean, you you might have to not dedicate too many long sessions because apparently your PS5 just can't handle it, my friend. Oh, apparently, yeah, yeah. Hogwarts Legacy apparently can't handle Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. Apparently, you get um, error, you're getting error messages telling you your PS5 is overheating. It's overheating and then touch that's it not and burning hot to the touch. <laughs> I think that's very, not very scary. It's like it's not like actually funny because you know the last thing you'd want is your five hundred dollar machine to melt on you right. and start a fire. Um, very hot, just really scary. Um, it was so like, hot that I was like, "Yeah, it really should send this message because it's really, it's really I, hot." I, you know, I don't, I don't understand this message, but I, I really appreciate it because otherwise <laughs> we could have some issues, and I feel like the warranty just wouldn't cover your. Your your uh, molten lava PS5. Yeah, just all the motherboard and everything. Just oh boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, fingers crossed. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not. Yeah, gonna I, just, happen. I haven't been playing it as long as in as long time <laughs> intervals. <laughs> so. having, I can imagine you having conversations with your PS5. Like, you doing okay, buddy? You doing okay? <laughs> is, is everything alright? Just want to make, uh, check in with you. Should I stop playing? I can to give it more air to vent. <laughs> Like, just put a oh. fan on top of it. You've just like aimed a fan at it. You've just yeah. been like, all right, here we go, here we go, giving it some breaks every two hours. Yeah, really, like, oh. So yeah, that's been an adventure. But but yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to jump into Jedi Survivor, and I plan to get it. Plan on getting that on Xbox anyway. So yeah. Oh, okay. So you're all good. Yeah, I don't. Ha- I mean, I have a Series S, but that would require me to get it digitally. And we all know that's going to happen. Plus, I I uh, I use my PS5 mostly for everything. And the DualSense is my favorite controller of all time. And DualSense I is really nice. Would yeah. never want to play anything that doesn't have that kind of haptic feedback anymore. Yeah, it's so, really, really nice. Because playing Jedi Fallen Order, the PS5 edition, is quite nice also. The VR2 um, is a little overpriced. Not to get too into the gaming. Oh my god. Well, we you know, we we could we could start geeking out over video games if you want. We could <laughs> we could start that one because because we we definitely have time for multiple, multiple podcasts. We definitely get to this one every single week as it is, right? Um <laughs> I would I would I will tell you the VR two I really would like and I really will not spend that much money. No, yeah, it's just no. Too much, yeah. It's way too much. much right now. It's too much. It's too much. It's like I, if I can spend two fifty on the Oculus Quest Two that I uh, that I have, right? Like I get that it's not right. this dedicated. It's not going to be connected to a dedicated source like the PS Five, and it's not going to have the Sony first party, which is the best first party video game, like mm-hmm. you know, between any of the companies. So yeah, yeah it's not going to have that. I'm not going to be able to play Horizon Call of the Mountain, which I really want to play because I love Horizon. But mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's, I'm going to have to eat it because I'm not going to spend hundreds upon hundreds of dollars for it. What is it, like 600 500 yeah, $600, yeah. $600, right? No. Nah. Yeah. If it costs more than my PS5, no. No. Yeah. I did one of those uh, Instagram contests, though. I did one of those Instagram contests. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I'm like, you know, only 3,500 people have entered. But, you know, that's, that's, I totally have a shot. I have no <laughs> shot. Although speaking of contest shots, I just your you, your friend over here, this guy, he just won a tattoo contest. Oh yeah, yeah. Congratulations! Thank you. Thousand dollar gift card to my studio. Wow, that's mm. nice. Yeah, you know what I'm getting with that? If not, if you say tattoo, I'm gonna I I'm gonna <laughs> metaphorically throw something through the computer. 
Uh, uh, no. <laughs> yes, my friend, yes. And I've already like had it planned out and everything. I have two tattoos I'm getting. One which is already a design flash that I really want. And then the Star Wars one. And I am psyched for it. I think you're going to love it. I actually think you're going to love it. If like, I'm going to be... Oh my god. Yeah, like... I took my last Star Wars one, which I like because it's the Avar Chris, like, Peach Momoko cover for the higher public. But this one is, like, even nicer. I can't wait. Oh, man. I can't wait. All right. So, after that preamble, um, let's, let's get into The Mandalorian Season 3, which I can't believe we're on Season 3 now, by the way. I know. Um, it's crazy to think. But it's also been... A long time. These these seasons are two years apart each time. Wow. But the first one was in 2019. The second one was in 2021. Oh, and yeah. now we're getting this one in 2023. Though this one is the first one to be in like January. So I think it's it's less than two years. But it's on the second calendar year after. Um, I... Well, I guess let's let me recap what's happened so far. Um, so, spoilers, 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 this is the moment to stop if you actually don't want to know what's happening. In the first two episodes, if you have not watched them. So, spoiler alert, this is your warning. You, you proceed at your own risk if that is the case. Now, uh, so, uh, it is almost required watching that you have seen Book of Boba Fett, which I think is very interesting. Yeah, um, I have like thoughts about that too. That's a little yeah. So we can get into that for sure. Um, so so far at the end of season two, we saw that Din Jaren had um had gotten the dark saber from Moff Gideon after they fought. Uh, and essentially Bo Katan frees from uh Clone Wars, uh, and Rebels. Correct? Bo Katan was in Rebels. Yeah, yeah, she was yes, in Rebels. And Rebels. Um, is here and wants to, you know, lay claim and fight Din for the Darksaber because she believes she has a right to Mandalore. That was the end of Season 2. It changes, but that's the end of Season 2. And then Yoda, uh, Yoda, Jesus Christ, Grogu ends up going with Luke to, um, I forgot what the name of the planet is, but, um, goes with Luke to train. Um, oh, did you, did you know that this apparently was for a couple of years? That was a couple years? Okay, see? That, I did not know that. That was yes, not so John Favreau came out and said it's been two years. He was two years he trained with Luke. That wasn't communicated. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah, that wasn't communicated. Not at all. Was I'm having a little bit of... I'm also having a little bit of issues with the way the Mandalorian is being structured and um, thought out. But that is, again, another conversation we can, we can tack on at the end. Um, here, uh, but so far, so now we go to Book of Boba Fett. Um, Book of Boba Fett sees one um, Din Djarin getting a new, uh, getting a a, a souped-up Naboo starfighter. Um, we see him reuniting with Grogu after Grogu decides to leave Luke after spending two years training with him. Um, J Din Djarin has completely has the dark saber. He's doing great. Um, he helped Bo he bought Boba Fett out. Boba Fett got is he in trouble with Tatooine? There's a small little uh, there's a small little nod to that. I don't know if you caught that in the recent episode. Um, when Pelly the uh, the mechanic ends up bringing like, oh, you can fight Boba Fett. There was a there was a thing that oh. was yeah, it was a little throwaway line. 
don't know if you caught that. I actually didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was listening. I was very tired, but I was listening. <laughs> um, so and now we jump into season three, and the first episode is really all about catching us up. Um, he he first he's he's back with Grogu. Um, he returns to the Children of the Watch. So I thought this was pretty cool, actually. Um, and and I'd like to get your opinions on this. So the whole episode actually starts with one of the youngest members of the Children of the Watch, the child. He he's not been completely inducted yet. Um, and he goes and he's almost like baptized a little bit. Yeah. Um, and by the armorer, and he, he the kid receives his helmet, and now he's never supposed to remove his helmet from that age on. And then they are attacked by this giant sea monster. Um, who they then try to fight off, and then Din comes swooping in because he needs to talk to the armor to try and uh, he wants to know how he can redeem himself because it was in Book of Boba Fett he was told by the armor that he had disgraced himself and he was no longer a Mandalorian because by that sect the order is that you cannot take off your helmet, and he had to take off his helmet in season two. So, um. Yeah, so that's that is the setup. We're getting a, everyone's getting a complete little rundown because that's what happened. Book of Boba Fett, he lost his right to, even though he has the dark saber, he lost his right as a Children of the Watch to be a Mandalorian, so to speak. So, how did you feel about this opening scene? Seeing the Children of the Watch, seeing that whole group. Um, At first, I thought it was a flashback. Um, I thought I so too. Oh, you yeah. and me both. Um, so that was. And then, of course, the Naboo Starfighter comes, and I'm like, oh, okay, there we, there we go. So, all right, so this is present day. Um, but um, I enjoyed the scene. Um, I, I think I, you know, I thought it was cool, um, particularly when, when um, Din and uh, uh, Baby Grogu come to save the day. I thought that was, I thought, I thought that, I thought that was a cool opening. Um, you know, I guess just the, as a kind of just bringing us back to this is where we are. So, I mean, I, I thought it was cool, especially seeing the other Mandalorians, because you don't really see that many Mandalorians that often together. So it's like, OK, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to see them again, probably together later at some point. But yeah, that, I thought that was cool. That was interesting. Yeah, it sets up his redemption quest. So we know that's the first thing that they're going to um that they're going to tackle is him trying to get to Mandalore, the mines of Mandalore. Right. Waters in the mines of Mandalore. Um, one of the things that I also liked that, that you see a lot in the second episode is it does feel like they're actually... So while I was concerned about if you bring Go, Gro, Grogu back, um, <clears throat> if you bring Grogu back, does is the show not evolving? Right? It was, it was one of my, my problems when... Um, when they decided in Book of Boba Fett that Grogu would go with, uh, back with Mando. Uh, and I was very concerned with the show not evolving. What I have, what I've really enjoyed, though, is that you can tell there's a change in their relationship a little bit. No longer is Din, like, the reluctant um, dad no. figure that he was for the first two seasons, for the most part. Like, there's just a clear trust and listening. Like, Grogu... The, this is the only indication that it feels like it's been two years because Grogu actually is no longer, he's making more sounds. Yeah. No longer is doing the, the baby stuff, the trying to hold the ball, trying to do all of that stuff. Still adorable, still walking adorable. <laughs> but 
the there is, yeah, but there's I, I love the little waddle. Uh, that little puppet waddle. You know it's a puppet, and it's like it's just, it's just very cute. And you know nobody would no no actual creature would walk like that, but leave it because it's a puppet and it's adorable. Um, so sets up the redemption quest. He then goes to was it Bogotan first, or did he go back to um the outpost? I can't remember which came first. He went to to see uh, grief. He did go to see grief, yeah. uh, and that entire place is completely changed. That is that is another indicator that it's been a while. Yep. That's another indicator yeah, that's that place is. I mean, we're talking like greenery and everything, where it was all just like molten, you know, lava and cracked, yeah. scorched earth, and now it's like greenery and buildings and <laughs> right. Actually, quite nice. Um, the, he catches up with him. That just felt like it was another catch up scene um, to me. Uh, there was a small little showdown with some pirates that were sweeping through the town, and both Grief and Mando just take them out. It was quite, it was kind of cool. It was a cool scene. Um, and then he heads to Bo-Katan, and um, Bo-Katan just says, "I'm done with this. I'm done with you. I don't, I don't want any of this. My people have forsaken me. Uh, you know, I'm not even going to fight you for your dark saber anymore." Essentially. Like that's this is it. Like that's what that's what she wanted to do at the end of season two, um, and it seems that she's lost the the support of her people. She has lost, um, well everything essentially, and she just uh, she cannot. She just doesn't want to do it anymore. She's pretty much given up. She's pretty much given up. Now I know there's been some in more in the episode two. So I know there's been some talk about like the reverse in the character. And that some people are questioning it. Um, I don't know. I feel like if it's been two years, it makes sense that she's given up. If it's been that much long, like that long a time. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, it kind of goes back to, I feel like what we, what we had mentioned before. I feel like that just wasn't communicated. Yeah. You know, a time frame. Cause I agree with you. I think, I think if it has been that long, then then I think it makes more sense. I agree that with, with, I guess just the kind of the sentiment out there that it's a little jarring to see that. I think particularly, it's probably especially the case for people that didn't watch the book of Boba Fett. Um, because you go from her being so determined at the end of season two to now just being like, I don't care. It's like, what, you know, so Mm -hmm. you presume that some time has passed, but you just don't know how much. No, no. And, 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 I the I so I was aware of the two year jump before I went into that first episode. So I because I just saw the article on it, but even then it was still a little jarring because it's like yeah. that the last thing we saw all these characters without them saying it's been two years without without her mentioning like it could have just been in a line you know over these past yeah. couple years I've lost the support of my people I've lost this this and this and it feels like they didn't really write it in. And they should have. Um, I it, it's I, I don't know. I I feel I you know I get I just from Mandalorian. I'm starting to get a little bit more haphazardly put together than say something like Andor. And maybe that's an unfair comparison. But Andor, I just think is a shining example of like storytelling, like in general. Just it's so perfectly well written everything comes back full circle there's meaning behind everything it's perfectly laid out 
um, and I'm getting Mandalorian, that they've written like the f- season ahead, right? They said John mm-hmm. Favreau said he's written season four already, but that there is no end in sight currently. They don't know, and it's you know they're they're planning it out as they go and trying to build this universe, which I get, which I totally get. But I'm I'm just I, I I'm a little concerned, and I think it's important that stuff like that is addressed. Like there's a giant time skip. You got to know that there's a giant time skip. People need to know if it, two years is a lot. Grogu couldn't right. do anything, and now Grogu's doing flips, jumps, force pushes without without being knocked unconscious, like talking. There's there's <laughs> right. There should be some acknowledgement from the characters that so much time has passed. But I, yeah. Um, so that's the end of episode one. So how what were your thoughts on episode one after you after you finished that? So um so I I I thought episode one was I thought it was okay. I, I didn't have too I didn't have too much of a of a problem with it. I did I was so at by at the end of episode one I was a little concerned about their mission because another just another detail from when they were on the, the, I forget the name of the planet, but the one that with grief and where he's running the, he's like the magistrate or the high magistrate now. Yeah. Um, they, they, Mando says he wants IG 11 back. And, and then he meets with the Anzellans and, and they're talking about how they need a part. And, and so I, I was, I was worried that they, that that would be like a, a, a like prolonged, situation now after after episode two i doesn't seem to be the case no yeah but that was a concern that i had <laughs> i was like okay i mean i mean how long is he, are we going to be looking for this but um but that was kind of my my primary concern i thought episode one it's very much seemed like a okay this is where we are kind of episode but it wasn't it, i mean it wasn't great you know but but i thought it was fine and I, and it was just fun seeing Seeing the Mandalorian and seeing Grogu and seeing Bo Katan and and knowing they're going to Mandalore and it's like okay this is fun this is cool so I so I I enjoyed it I thought it was okay I I would use the same two words fine and fun uh, I just think that it was obviously like you said this is where we're at type right. of episode uh, which which I have no problem with. I guess I was expecting a little bit more. I, I think I was very excited for it. Yeah. And then I kind of just felt a little bit let down, which is fine. I'm with you. I I would have been very worried that this was going to be a very drawn out trip to Mandalore. That yeah, I was concerned. It's got to find this memory chip first for IG-11 and then Whoa. all this. And that we were going to go on multiple stops. I hear that. And, and I'm like, oh boy. Okay. Oof, yeah. And I didn't... Um. I, and I would not have wanted that. And I don't think that's in the show's favor, especially when you're only eight episodes long. I don't think that's in the show's right. favor. Um, but luckily, we get to episode two, and the memory chip quest is all of ten minutes long at most. Right. At most, not even. Uh, so, on the Boonta Eve classic, which is a really nice callback, because that is when the pod race takes place in race. episode one of The Phantom Menace. Uh, Boonta Eve, that is the Boonta Eve classic. So I thought that was a really cool little callback. Um, but. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but 
Um, yes. So he, uh, Mando arrives looking for the memory chip from Pelly on Tatooine. The is where Pelly says, oh, you're going to fight Boba Fett? Not knowing what he was there for. Cool. Fun little throwaway line, but also kind of like a, huh? Um, yes. And then doesn't have the memory chip, says it would take too long. But I will offer you this R5. This is the same R5 from A New Hope. From A New Hope. This is the one with the bad motivator. Bad Uncle motivator. Owen, this one has a bad <laughs> motivator. <laughs> have you ever... I love, I, love, I love just the whiny vo- voice. <laughs> so that first scene he's in, he's so whiny. He's very whiny. He's very, very whiny. And like, you have to step back and be like, all right, fine, 19. But like, very, like, obviously when first starting to play the character, such a whiny voice. But do you... you Uncle like, Owen. Owen's probably like, will you just, will you quit it? Please shut, sh- shut, shut the front door. Please shut the front door. <laughs> Please. Oh, I, 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 I can't. Have you ever seen, um, have you seen Robot Chicken Star Wars? Yes, I have. Uh, yeah. The, the R5 episode where this droid has a bad motivator and he's down there complaining <laughs> like, I don't want to go, man. I don't want to do this. <laughs> And I'll be honest, I really like that part of this episode because that's what it felt like. This droid doesn't want to do anything. It's got a bad motivator. It does. It's like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to do this. What are you doing? Do I look like I want to do any of this? No, I'm terrified. What are you doing? I'm not motivated. Oh, man. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah, that R5 wasn't that R5 wasn't doing much in this. episode. No, 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 not at all. But I like it's a it's a fun little callback. I think yep. if you are not a big, like if you are not a fan fan, you would not catch that at all. Like yeah. I, and that is a that is a like it may not seem like it's that deep a cut in terms of references, but right. it actually it actually is like the first droid that Luke is going to take before having you know before it, having a bad motivator mm-hmm. and having to switch out for R two D two. That's like the first one of the first scenes of the movie. And that's that's who would remember that. So I actually I actually really enjoy that as an Easter egg. I think that's it's actually really that's really well done. Um, but mm-hmm. gets R five who and and then the the pod is is his ship is retrofitted to be able to fit R five again because that was removed to make space for Grogu and the blah 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 blah. Um, he then goes well to Mandalore, and we pretty much get to it fast. We get right, we get right to it. We get right to going into Mandalore. Um, first, he sends out R five to kind of scan, but then uh, the the area because he's been told that it's a cursed world and that it's not livable or breathable. And he sends out R five for a scan. R five doesn't come back, but it turns out well, R he has to go be rescued by these creatures that are from these creatures that are that are usually used to live outside the cities, but now live in inside the cities uh, or inside what's left of the cities and um din has to go save it finds out the atmosphere is actually um breathable and then ventures down into the city depths the old city depths in the mines now before we get into what actually happened there what did you think of seeing mandalore in live action for the first time in comparison oh, to how we've seen it in clone wars it was great. It was fantastic. Um, it was like it was like it was like a husk of what we saw in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And it was, I, they the detail 
they added. It just it was just all the all the love you could see the love in the detail that they added where they're like, no, they took they looked at the Clone Wars and said, We're gonna just make this destroyed. <laughs> I I think this is one of the best looking episodes of Mandalorian so far. Like in terms of the environment. Yeah. Um I, I just think they like like you said, they with love painstakingly recreated all those details and then turned it inside out to be like a broken down husk yeah. from like we that i forgot what it's called but you know the city that's encapsulated by the dome in right yes in like and then at some point later on in this episode bo-katan is coming to save din and we'll get to that part but like it's going through and you can see what's left of that dome like and yeah. it's and you're and you're like whoa and it really does add gravitas to this whole purge that the empire committed um of of the mandalorian people and of mandalore i forgot what they call it the 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 night of a thousand tears what tears is it i forget what it's called i forget what they they the people themselves call it the mandalorians themselves but i think that it, it adds so much weight to to that night to to that and then when when he goes underground and we see that whole city like that old architecture we were used to seeing like high tech advanced civilization in in Clone Wars, and then to see it like that, the way it is, but they really nailed like the 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 platforms and the way that all the as they trying to jut across and the very ge- geometrical aspect to the city in its architecture. They really nailed. I also like in the back of my head while they're thinking this, like it really added a lot of weight to me. Do you remember season three episode, um, the episode the trial of the dark saber, where Sabine of Rebels, where Sabine has to. Uh, is training with Kanan on how to use the Darksaber. Yeah. Yeah. And she, you know, breaks down and she's fighting and she's like, I helped the Empire make bombs, like, to destroy my people. And I I feel like yes. you really, like, you, I, I, that just kept coming back to me. Like, you really now see the devastation that was wrought to, yeah. on these people by the Empire. Um, and I, I, it, it just, the scene kept coming back to me. That's one of my favorite episodes of Rebels and one of my favorite scenes for sure. And it just kept coming back to me. Like, and I, for a long time, I had trouble kind of like, I would say getting in tune with the whole Mandalorian story because I felt like it was very complicated and it's across, it's across Clone Wars and Rebels and now Mandalorian. Um, but I find myself very into it now. Um, and I, I like, it's good in my opinion. Um, so they go into the mines, um, Dan and Grogu at first go into the mines. They're looking for the waters of Mandalore under the mines. Um, they end up being attacked. So there was a big horror vibe I actually really liked with this aspect of the episode. Um, but they, I don't know what they were attacked by. I don't know. I, do you know what it is? I don't know what it is. Oh, no idea. At first, I was like, "Is it uh, Grievous's species?" Is it that would have that would have been oh that would have been interesting. It was remind it was giving me the Darth Maul vibes, like season four. Find him in a junkyard. You know, he's got are he's got spider legs for you know to replace his legs. That's what it was giving me vibes. I will say I really enjoy. So they end up being captured by this big giant giant droid type like almost like a crab looking type droid it's massive they they are taken and then we find out it's being controlled by a smaller 
but still like regular human sized droid. Yeah. That is it had a very horror feel to it when it was getting out of the uh out of its droid and the way that the whole thing was set up when Din was captured. I actually really liked that. Um I, I enjoyed that horror feel to it. Um but Din's captured by this thing that we don't know what it is. I could look it up right now. I'm not going to. I but it's interesting. I'll probably look it up at some point just so that I'm up to date. But Din is captured. Grogu tries to come save and rescue, which is very sweet and very cute. Uh, but then Grogu makes his escape, goes, takes the ship with R5, takes the Naboo Starfighter to Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan's like, what are you doing? Then realizes it's Din, and then goes to save Din. Uh, I'll come in a fast forward through this part, actually. I think there's some interesting things that she says, but she saves Din. They defeat the... She defeat, She wields the Darksaber like a complete master, by the way. Yeah. Like, just absolutely... Yeah, she easily. Oh, easily. And he's still having trouble holding it. I, yep. Like, in that first fight, like, it was still heavy for him. Um, which, which, which I did like, by the way, as a, um, as a little bit of a uh, continuity in Book of Boba Fett, that, like, it is heavy. And so I was happy yeah. to see that carrying over from the show, they made sure to make that point, like, hey, actor, act like it's heavy, because it's, it's got to be heavy. He's having trouble with it. So I enjoyed that part of it. Um, you would think after a few years he's gotten used to the weight, but um, uh, let's Din captures. They make she's like, okay, I'll come with you because he's like, I can't go back yet. I have to go down. They end up going to the waters of Mandalore, where he goes to complete his um his redemption. He to to bathe in the waters of Mandalore. Uh, he goes down there. He falls. We think well pulled. We think pulled. But the way he would have been pulled was very weird. But um, was pulled down. Bokatan goes in after him, and on her way up in her jet back, after getting to him, bring him to the surface. She, uh, well, the mythosaur is real. The the mythosaur is real, and I don't know about you, but I found this to be kind of really cool. Oh, I thought it was very cool. Yeah. 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 I thought it was awesome. Um, yeah. That part particularly, I thought was awesome. Um, I think I mean, they well, they've done what I think is what the the show in throughout all of Clone Wars and Rebels. Like we know we've mm-hmm. we've seen that Mythosaur symbol on Boba Fett's armor since 1980. Like since 1980, that symbol has been on the side of Boba Fett's armor and has been like. Right, and then we know it's the Mandalore. We know it's part of the Mandalorian, and then we see it in like the necklaces, and we see it all over. But they haven't really talked too much about it. Um, and then I feel like more so they they hinted at it, and it's been coming up in the stories for the Mandalorians more. And it, I thought it was incredibly cool that this mythosaur still lived down there, and it's this massive creature, like my Godzilla, like a Godzilla kaiju type creature. Right. Which I, yeah. as someone who loves, literally loves Godzilla, like I just I love Godzilla and Godzilla stories. I love the Godzilla movies. Uh, well, okay, they're getting worse in my opinion, but that's that's a that's a that's another show. Um, I I love kaiju and whatnot, so I thought that was cool, and I loved seeing like for someone who's a believer in Mandalore, but not in a believer of the Mythosaur. And I wonder if the myth part of the Mythosaur is like because it's a myth. 
right? No one truly right. believes it's a thing at all. And I think to see her face, like, as she's going up and then afterwards, after she saves, and that's where the episode cuts. Um, yeah. I thought was just I, something very powerful about it. I don't know. I was just very affected by it. Something was powerful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought I thought that was really cool. Um, I'm very interested in seeing, I guess, in seeing how this progresses. Um, and yeah, I did. I did enjoy that. I think I like that and the and the other creature um, that was kind of piloting the the kind of metal the like metal bodies and that trapped in. Yeah. Actually, I didn't like so much those like ogre like. No, no, that felt very much like the um, what are the guards in Tatooine of Jabba's palace? That's what they felt like to me. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what it felt like. I that that felt that felt very much like um. See, yeah. I I find sometimes when I find sometimes and it takes me out of it a little bit, and I think this has happened more. This has happened more so. In the sh- in Mandalorian than it has maybe in the series in the movies and that might be because of budget, but I feel like when I'm seeing these just people in prosthetics and um and these masks, it's actually pulling me out a little bit. Like I can just very much tell that it's not like <laughs> you know it's just. I I I I don't I don't know why I don't know why it's pulling me out more. Whereas something like the Mythosaur, which obviously is going to be all CG, but that they're putting the money in to look really good, yeah. and the the creature that was controlling the giant crab robot, which was obviously CG. Maybe there was somebody walking once it was standing upright, and they were doing a little bit of motion capture, but still CG, like and very well done CG. Right. Uh, you could just tell that it's something very alien and different, and you're kind of like, I buy in. Like, the suspension of disbelief works for CG because you can just buy in when it just feels so real. Whereas, I find it harder to suspend my disbelief and to feel like an overwhelm, like any kind of either like gravitas or threat from them. These, these yeah. tiny, like, it just, it's just, they look like people in masks, and I just did. <laughs> It just, I, I, it just pulls me out, and I, I know that might just be a more me thing than it is a show thing, and I'm, I, oh. I, I'm not, I'm not counting it against the show, but yeah, no. it, it, it pulls me out. It pulls yeah, me out. Yeah, no, same here. I mean, that was a little, uh, I was like, oh boy, okay, so, you know, they go, ah, this is just like, yeah, <laughs> like I, I don't, just, this isn't doing it. No, uh, it wasn't doing it for me at all. But, um. But yeah, honestly, and not to harp too much on it, but just to kind of go back a little bit to the whole mm. two-year skip thing. Yeah. Like, even when when Grogu went to go get Bo-Katan, and was, when I was watching, I'm just like, boy, anyone that like didn't see Book of Boba Fett is gonna be like, what? Oh. Like he's piloting the ship, and he's like, or he's like telling R five where to go, and he's like speaking and flipping into the ship, and. How is he doing all this? Well, 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 one, first off, first off, if you haven't watched Book of Boba Fett, you're really, really freaking confused. Because why is Grogu back with Mando? Yeah, why? Yeah, what happened? What happened to the other mission? What happened? And I can appreciate, like, I know that, let's bring up the Marvel Universe for, just for, for, Uh for sake. Like, 
I know that at this point in the Marvel Universe, you really do have, you're, you're expected to have watched everything beforehand if you want it to make sense. Unfortunately. Like, that's just the expectation. But I feel like with Star Wars, for the most part, unless you're watching a, like, a trilogy, it, most of the series haven't been something you need to overlap. Like, you don't have to have watched Clone Wars to appreciate Bad Batch. You could appreciate right. it more, but you I mean, can it, understand it, what's it happening. Benefit you to have watched all the, of course, the, like, movies. One well, one hundred percent. There's it's it's it always benefits you, especially in Star Wars because everything's interconnected. It's one. It's just one universe. But um, I just I feel like there are going to be a ton of people who skipped out on Book of Boba Fett. Like I know there are. I know there are people who were like I hadn't gotten to Book of Boba Fett because it just didn't look as good. They were only concerned really with the Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Like I know people who were just watching the Mandalorian because it was a cool new thing, and they're still watching it and. They're not going to watch Book of Boba Fett. And yep. then Grogu just shows back up in Din's life, and you're, huh? Huh? Yep, and then to have known it was supposed to be two years since that last episode? Yep. It, it, I, that it actually just feels, and I don't say this very often, uh, but it feels like poor writing. Yeah, it just, yeah, it's just, it's definitely, they, they just missed that. They missed on that. Just on yeah. Making yeah. sure the audience is informed of that. I, I think so. And, and again, Grogu has made some serious strides too. I mean, jumping yeah. around, talking, using the Force without being knocked unconscious. It, just a whole lot more awareness. It, more more mature. It, Grogu has actually, you can tell, grown up a little bit. Size may be, still be the, exactly the same. But you can tell that Grogu's grown up. But you'd be very confused if, uh, like you said, driving off like... Fleeing Mando and being able to drive off to uh, to to go get Bogaton, yeah, like that's you would not have expected that from Grogu in the second season, who yeah. was still mm-hmm. trying to play with the little ball in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> right, he was not able to do that. Absolutely. No, not at all. So I I feel like that's my 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 main. That would be my main. I don't want to even say negative, but like my one detriment, like detriment. I think. Um of the show uh the one detriment so far has been um just uh, a little bit less um not too too little explaining actually um and and i'm all for like more showing not telling but this is something that's just you you need to say you need to have a character say wow i know it's been years since i've seen you that literally would have solved everything it's been years oh in the years since you were last here this community has thrived and that's why it looks like it way is now Right, and we didn't get that. We didn't get that at all. So people were like, "Wow!" Like I, I, so I've been seeing a ton of comments online. Like I had no clue that that had been two years. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they missed that for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, end of these two episodes, we have six episodes left, um, which will take us what? That will take us into the beginning of April, I believe. If I'm correct, that takes us into the beginning of April. Six. Uh, uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah, five, six. The thirteenth is the last four. episode. No, no, it's not. Yes, yes, it is. Wait, so episode three, four, five, six, five, six, seven, eight. Twentieth. Twentieth is the last episode. Yeah. Of April. April twentieth, last episode. Ah, or April nineteenth, I should say, is the last episode. I'm looking at Thursday. April 19th is the last episode. The 20th is when we can hopefully do a show on it. That's what I was thinking about. That's what I was getting to. Hopefully, 
we'll get to do a nice season review the day after. But um, before we get there, we only have two episodes. And so after these two episodes, um, a preliminary score you would give for these two episodes in terms of a setup for the season. Um, so for each episode separately or them combined? Combined. I would say okay. combined, yeah. Just kind of like as a start to the season, how is it? Uh, combined, I'd give it a... I'd give it a... Uh, I'd give it a 7.5. It's been, it's uh, been, I knew where you were going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been solid. I, I've, I mean, it's... To me, you know, and of course I have the benefit of... I did watch Book of Boba Fett. I do have some context as to what Grogu's able to do, what where they are. So um, the time skip certainly would have I would would have liked to have had that knowledge. But I've enjoyed it. I've you know I've enjoyed it. You know, Din is still great. Grogu's still great. Bo Katan is still great. Katie Sackhoff is doing a great job as as usual. It's been good. It's been, you know, I'm, I'm, it's just starting. So it's feel like we're Mandalore is fan, It looks great. Um, I'm invested. So I'm curious to see where it goes from here. So I'll give it 7.5. I am going to agree with you. Shocker. Uh, 7.5. Uh, for everything you said, it's a good start. It's a solid start. And love episode one. I really did like episode two. Uh, like a lot, a lot. If I was to get episode two is rating, I give it a nine. If I was to get episode one a rating, I give it a six. Um, so uh, seven point five is right in the middle there for me. It's a good start. I was a little underwhelmed by episode one. I really liked episode two. Um, you know, just in a couple of weeks though, we're halfway through the season, so I'm curious to see if the Mandalore, if this redemption plot is wrapped up by next episode, right? Um, I'm genuinely cur- curious to see where they go from here. What's, what is, I really don't know, actually. Oh, ooh, one ooh, big ooh, tell me. tell me that we need to discuss. So did you see, and this has been, you know, Ezra was trending on Twitter and I was all, oh, this, no. oh, all did you see the, when Grogu was, I think this was the, f- oh yes, the, uh, the hyperspace octopus, the hyperspace. And they saw the creature that looked like they could have been Purgle. They are Purgle. They are Purgle. They are Purgle. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. How did we not mention this? Those are Purgle. We're definitely getting Rebels characters in this season. You think think so? Or you think that's a nod and we're getting a so because we're getting a Soka this year? We're yes. If 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 which I'm I'm assuming those are Purgle. You're saying it's definitely is confirmed Purgle. Was that was that confirmed by I'm someone? Almost, I'm almost positive. Keep talking, I'm, and I'm gonna look it up. I'm pretty sure. I'm. I think all the fans are pretty sure. Like those have to be Purgle. Oh, and, they're the, oh, they're the only creature hyperspace creatures that have ever been um introduced in Star Wars. Yeah, though. they're the only other creatures that we know that would look like that. So, um, I think we're getting eight rebels. At least a rebels character in this season. I think we're in for some surprises because, like you said, the story's moving pretty quickly. And I mean, Purgle, we already we're already seeing Purgle. I think we're getting that's a nod that no, we're we're in for some surprises. Uh, so I don't season. know if it was con- I don't know if it was confirmed or anyone came out and said it. And uh, in terms of Favreau or Filoni, okay, I know Filoni's hard at work on Ahsoka. Yes, um, I, I did like that scene actually a lot. 
Um, but Grogu, yes. Um, it seems everyone, everyone, no, they're they're purgles. They are definitely purgles. Yeah, that's um, they're they're hyperspace octopus whales. Um, uh, for sure. You think I? You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I think we could get a rebels. It, the way that so this is why it makes sense, and I, obviously we can talk about as we review this and wrap. We've wrapped up this review. We could talk about what we're see the rest of the season. I think that. Um, the shows are, when they started Mandalorian, who knew if they were going to intersect as much with other shows, right? I don't know if they knew that four years ago. Um, but now they've mapped up and they know they're doing this little corner of the universe, the Mandoverse, that it's been like unofficially dubbed. Right. And that, that means, uh, that's a few things are tying into that. Two of which are coming out this year, which is Skeleton Crew. Yes. Which exactly. ties into everything also in the same thing. So that might have some overlap and crossover. Maybe we'll see something there. But also Ahsoka. And it completely makes sense that maybe in the last episode of Mandalorian, maybe sometime partly through, or maybe in the last episode, it's something that will almost directly lead into the Ahsoka series. And uh, kind of be like a good transition. Now, obviously, most of the setup for the Ahsoka series was done in Rebels, because we know that it's the they're picking up from when, or who knows if it was right then and there, but but Sabine and Ahsoka, uh, ah, Ahsoka meeting up with Sabine, but we know uh, it's a good chance. It, it makes sense to me, and I hadn't even considered it. You're right that a Rebels character would show up, and I think it would transition. It would be the transition into Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that makes the most amount of sense. Um, especially with everything being connected, um, like it is those shows being so connected. Um, I am, I am hesitant about the Ahsoka series. Really? Yes. That's a surprise. Yes. And Ahsoka is like my favorite character. Yeah. And I enjoy Rosario Dawson. Okay. As Ahsoka. But I have so far not felt the same way I have as when I've seen Ahsoka in Clone Wars and Rebels. I didn't have, doesn't right. have, doesn't, it just doesn't have the same feeling. And I know that that can be a switch from animated to, to live action anytime. Yeah. But it just doesn't have the same feeling. And I am just a little bit worried about having a whole show, eight episodes or however long it'll be. So I'm cautious. I'm optimistic, and I think it's. I'm, I know I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not mm. going to not enjoy it. Obviously, <laughs> right? Not no. I will obviously enjoy it, but um, cancel this series now. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah let me, uh, I'm canceling Disney Plus. I refuse to watch it. How dare they ruin my favorite character? God, God, I can't stand people like that. <laughs> um, that's sorry. I'm being. I'm like re-traumatizing myself over here. Um, but yeah. Uh, thoughts? You have any thoughts? Oh man, I can't. I can't wait for Ahsoka. Yeah. I, um, I I've loved every second of Ahsoka that I've seen. In Mando. Uh, yeah. In yeah. In the in the Mandalorian and elsewhere, of course, also, but also in the Mandalorian. Um, it's yeah. I I think I think Rosario Dawson Dawson's done. A great job to me she's kind of shown that she is the right casting i think she's done a great job 
Oh, I do. Th- I do agree with that. I don't think there would have been anybody I else. See that she's like watched the Soka material, kind of studied the mannerisms, and they got her look and everything, and it works. I and you can she- tell she cares about the character a lot. Yeah, and she cares about the character. Um, so like it works. It works. So I'm I'm excited. Very 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 excited for her series. I I like I said I'm I I know that as it gets closer I will be a lot more excited and I will probably enjoy it and I think uh, some of that might depend also on the way Mandalorian finishes yeah and I hope it's a strong finish um so I think that is going to do it for this review breakdown and discussion of the first two episodes of the Mandalorian season three um which are up to watch on Disney Plus right now. Uh, before we sign off, do you like to tell people where they can find you, Shamari? Uh, sure, yeah. So um, you can check me out on the New Generation Podcast Network. That's NU Generation Podcast Network. Um, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, we're also on, on YouTube, New Generation Media. And um, yeah, we we talk about Star Wars. You have another podcast, the Imperial Broadcast, that you can check out. We also talk um, superhero stuff, sports. Um, this podcast uh, network I run with me and my brother, so definitely check us out. Highly recommended. Fantastic show, fantastic people. Highly recommended. Uh, that will do it for us here. Uh, like I said, I'm holding us to it. We will be back. Uh, the plan right now is to be back next week to recap this first wave of books uh, as part of Phase 2 of the High Republic before, in just a few short weeks, we have the next couple set of books dropping, and that is Cataclysm and... um, I forgot the other uh, all-ages book that's coming out, the Young Reader's book. What a great time for me to draw a blank. But... Two of the books are coming out in just a few short weeks, so we're going to recap everything, how it ties together, how we like it, what we think in comparison to the first phase, where we think it's going, all of that next week. We have, over the next few weeks, we got Mandalorian ending, we got the Bad Patch ending, so we will definitely be back in April also um, talking about all of those, as well as the new books and anything else. Jedi Survivor coming out at the end of April. We'll also, hopefully in a few weeks, have an episode on... Jedi Battle Scars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cool, cool. We also have Celebration coming out as well. We also, holy crap, man. Yeah, I completely out. forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap, man. Celebration is coming up. That's also, that's that that next month. That's this month? Yeah, that in it's April? It's early April. I think it's like April 4th, I think. Oh my God, we're going to have a, okay. So, okay. So, just for your knowledge, I will not be here for the first two weeks of April. So, no shows then but after that i'm i'm foreseeing some shows like every week just saying like a solid yeah. solid like four weeks four weeks of shows to recap bad batch and review to recap and review mandalorian to recap and um the celebration and to recap the books for republic. high republic and that's not even if we, we make a couple episodes out of Celebration. Last time, we ended up doing an entire thing on just a higher public for Celebration, yeah. as well as other Celebration news. So, goddamn. Jesus. Yeah, so I'm holding us to it. We're going to be back over the next couple months, for sure. There's a lot of Star Wars goodness coming our way. 
it's a nice thing. We also would love to talk about what Bob Iger is saying about Star Wars. That's a whole other conversation um, that came out today. So we'll definitely have those have those discussions and more on this show. Once again, this has been Geeking Out Over Star Wars. Thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you.